Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Oh, Dan Schulman, the fans in New York are fired up. Not so much in Cleveland. Good Friday morning, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear hotline. We're going to go to New York and Cleveland. Hopscotch here in just a moment. We are coming to you live. Hopscotch. Yes, hopscotch. that's an old school term. We'll go from one place to another. But you brought out hopscotch, man. I haven't seen hopscotch in forever. It's old school. We're coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. You know, all morning long, weeks long, months long, as Key is virtually hopscotching here this morning (laughs) if you're watching on television. The big erstwhile superstar that was going to be traded from one team to another was James Harden. Everybody's just waiting for that shoe or sneaker to drop. But very quietly in Major League Baseball, they were waiting for a cleat to drop because if you thought James Harden Harden was on the way out the door. Months before that, the Indians knew that Francisco Lindor was going to be out the door. If you're unfamiliar with Lindor, one of the top 10 players in baseball, this would be like a NBA team acquiring a top 10 player or an NFL team acquiring a top five quarterback. Mm -hmm. He is that exceptional. And the New York Mets have made the move to get him. So what's the reaction in New York? Let's go right to the Goodyear hotline to welcome in Dave Rothenberg. He's the co-host of DiPietro, Canty, and Rothenberg on ESPN 98.7 in New York. They precede us every weekday morning from 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern time. Steve Cohen just bought the team. He's not rich. He's not wealthy. He's not extraordinarily wealthy. He's the next thing. He grew up a Mets fan and said he would considerably spend to make the team better. He has done that in one way right away. Good morning, Dave. What's the reaction in New York to the Mets getting Francisco Lindor? Sensational. And good morning, guys. And thanks for having me on the show. I mean, the, the Mets fan is ecstatic. How could you not be? You've been kicked around. You've been little brother. You've been the redheaded stepchild in the corner for years when it comes to the Yankees. And all of a sudden now, and I'm sorry, as a Mets fan, and you can hear the passion in my voice, Mm. the Yankees want DJ LeMahieu, but that's not getting done. And the Mets are going to spend big money. And their first move is at a a platinum glove all-star player who's 27 in the prime of his career. You mentioned Steve Cohen. Steve Cohen, they should build a statue for this guy (laughs) on every street corner in Queens right now. This is unbelievable. Even the negative Mets fan is thrilled about what the Mets have done so far this offseason. Dave, you know the Mets are not the Yankees. The Giants are not the Jets. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. I think it's the other way around. No, no, yes. No, I'm just saying. Other way around, Keith. Okay, so the other way around. The the Jets aren't the Giants. And the Nets aren't the Knicks, even though the Knicks are whatever in New York. (laughs) But with all these moves, how how much closer are the Mets getting to the Yankees, or are they going to still be little brother? Well, I think they'll still be little brother, but I, I don't know if you guys remember, and I'm old enough, sadly, to remember the mid 80s. New York was a Mets town. Owned the Yankees stunk. The Mets were great. They had Gooden and Strawberry and Carter and Hernandez and, I mean, Mookie Wilson. You go up and down. The Mets own this town. So I do think it's a Yankees town, but I don't think it's 80-20. I think it's, I don't know, 65-35, 60-40. And I think the better the Mets are, the closer that gap closes. So, listen. The Yankees are 27 championships. They are dominant. We know what they've been. But it's been a decade, and the Mets have a new owner, and the Mets are going to spend a lot of money. And again, key, to answer your question, I think the Yankees town, but I don't think it's going to be that big of a difference come five years. So this Dave, game. why do people become a prisoner at the moment and say, well, what, what are the Yankees doing? I'm like, they just signed Garrett Cole last, uh, last year for $300-plus million. It's a, it's a fair point, but here's the thing, Jay. The Yankees are expected to win the World Series every year. 
and they failed that again. And you can argue until you're blue in the face. That's the expectation. If you're a Yankees fan, you expect to win the World Series. They haven't won a World Series since 2009. That's a long time. I mean, the last time the Yankees didn't win a World Series for a decade, I didn't know when it was. So, yes, Gary Cole is great. But now you look at it and you say, our best player, day in and day out, maybe DJ LeMahieu, and they're playing games with him? It's not signed yet? I think it'll get done. But the Mets are the team that are doing things. I mean, Lindor, literally we're just off the phone with Buster only on our show, and he says he thinks the Mets are still going to wind up with George Springer. You guys watch the show Billions? Wow. Steve Cohen is based on Bobby Axelrod. That's what the Mets have right now. They have the real-life Bobby Axelrod running this franchise, and for the Mets and the Mets fan and all of New York that's not Yankees crazy, this is a sensational day. So you believe in buying a championship. You think it's going to work, huh? I hope. I mean, you, you could ask me this two years ago, and I would have said, oh, buying a championship, that's the Yankees, that's what they do. But, you know, when you, can, when you can't beat them, join them, I don't know if it works. But mm. I'm willing to find out. And now we're actually in the game. The Mets have been, they're a big market team, but they're a small market team because the Wilpons just, they didn't have the money and they didn't have the wherewithal to handle their business properly. So they brought in this GM who was laughable in what he did in in Brody Van Wagnon, and they trade their, I mean, this diamond level prospect for a guy that can't save a game to save his soul. And they're the laughing stock of baseball. And they bring in Robinson Cano and he's awful. And you tie him into a long-term deal. So look, I don't think the Mets are just going to be a team that, that, that buys and buys and buys. And you know what? Did they buy this? I mean, they traded for this piece. So I think they're going to be able to buy in the future. But anybody had the option to go and trade for Francisco Lindor. The Yankees did. The Dodgers did. Anybody could have. And the Mets are the ones holding the bag at the end. So you could say buy. I don't necessarily think it's that. But, yeah, they're in the position where they can do that moving forward. And remember how aggressive Steve Cohen is when he bought the team. He essentially said, if we don't win a World Series here in the next five years— I'll be a little bit disappointed. That is the expectation level in Queens now. Francisco Lindor is on his way to New York. Again, spring training for all teams about this time next month, and we're still slated for a regular opening day. But as is always in 2021 in the world of sports, TBD. Dave, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. A reminder, this is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. We want to hear from you. We're going to go all gambling in four minutes with our Joe Fortenbaugh Daily Wager. Get your questions in. Three NFL games Saturday, three Sunday, the national championship on Monday. Even early betting odds on baseball, whatever you want. The Mets are sitting at 13 to 1, according to Caesars William Hill. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. KJNZ on Twitter. Your gambling questions coming up at 810 a.m. Eastern, just a few minutes from now. On the other side of this story, let's go to Cleveland. Tony Rizzo is the co-host of The Really Big Show. This is a really big story for Cleveland on 850 Weekdays from 9 a.m. to 1 Eastern. Tony, good morning. All right, so you heard the excitement in Dave's voice. What's the feeling in Cleveland? Well, good morning. Uh, thanks for having me. There not a lot of excitement in Cleveland, but this was something we knew was coming. Uh, the Indians in, in the past five, six years have made a run. You know, they got close to 2016, uh, but this is clearly a salary dump. That's what the Indians were told to do. Uh, their uh, front office, uh, Chernoff, Antonetti got the best deal they thought they could get from the Mets. Well, let me tell you something. Nobody in Cleveland's happy to see Frankie Lindor go. Carlos, too. Carlos Carrasco's been here a long time. Great kid, you know, fighting cancer, beating cancer. And the fans here absolutely loved him. But it's state of the game. I mean, that's, we knew this was happening here in Cleveland, and we have to just sit back and take it. It sucks, but we'll see how these kids are that they got. I'm sure they're going to plug them in. 
T. Rears, why didn't they try to hold on to him? Well, I know there were articles recently, just a couple days ago, about maybe they might have to hold on to him because they couldn't get a deal that they wanted. But key, it's all about money. The Indians can't afford to pay Frankie. Their ownership group lost over $100 million last year in the pandemic. Small market team, and they're in a rebuilding mode. Um, we're bracing for that here in Cleveland. The Tribe has done a good job putting a good product on the field for the past couple of years. You know, they've made the playoffs, and, and they're in it and, and with, a, with a small payroll. But we knew this year the payroll had to be cut. When the Indians figured out they weren't going to sign Frankie long-term, they tried to get what they could get for him. This is how the Indians have operated now for years. They get big free agents. They traded two young award winners away in the past 12 years. And, and so this is not new for the fan base here. I got, I got, I did all that work to get the Browns into the playoffs, and now <laughs> we're sitting around in Cleveland with this, uh, you know, no Kevin Stefanski, COVID issues going on. What's the feeling right now in Cleveland about this big game against the rivals in the Pittsburgh Steelers? Cleveland versus the world. That's how it always is. <laughs> Boy, the league didn't do us any favors, did they? I'm not going to get into the whole coaching from home thing, but the Browns have seven players and six coaches on COVID. You know what? We're going to go play the Steelers on Sunday. I don't think anybody's backing down. Uh, one smart thing uh, Stefanski did was surround himself with great coaching. And uh, Van Pelt's going to call the plays. Joe Woods, a defensive coordinator, will take care of his side. And Prefer, the special teams coach, will be the acting head coach. He did that in Minnesota for a game when Zimmer wasn't able to uh, be there a couple of years ago. So, Browns against the world. As far as I know, we're still going to show up in Pittsburgh uh, on Sunday. You see, Tony, this is why I think it's starting to get really interesting, right? Like, everybody was on the Browns train before, and both Key and I believe that they can actually go a little bit deeper into the playoffs. And now everybody discounts the Browns. Like, even hearing Juju Smith-Schuster talk about, well, they're, you know, nameless great faces, and I know that's things that Mike Tomlin has said before. And, well, Baker Mayfield hasn't thrown the ball since Sunday, and the facility's been closed. And it just seems like it's starting to be that potential setup game for the Steelers. It really does. Well, I'll say this, guys. Last week, I thought the Browns played with the weight of 18 years, no playoffs on their shoulders. They were tight. They also didn't practice pretty much all week. They barely got by the JV Steelers. But this week, totally different. Pressure's all on Pittsburgh. How are you all going to lose to the Browns? They don't have their head coach, six, uh, five other coaches, and seven of their players, including Pro Bowl the safety, a Pro Bowl corner, Pro Bowl guard. They haven't practiced all week. Baker Mayfield hasn't thrown a football since. No pressure on the Browns, man. They're, they're supposed to lose, right? I guess the answer is right when you stack it up that way. I know you're getting ready for your show here in less than an hour. Yeah, man, speak of that. Why you counsel me the last couple times, having me on hold yeah, for hold 20 on, minutes? Keith, you called Monday. Our head coach got COVID when you called. We had to, we had to, we had to take the, the Zoom conference live twice it, it, when you called. Yeah, twice. Two days in a row. What do you want me to do? Our head coach got COVID. I asked you to come on later. What's more, what's, what's more important in Cleveland, T. Riz, what's more important in Cleveland, the head coach coming on and listening on Zoom or me coming on and giving my opinion? <laughs> Tony, please it next time make a cam- put that, a camera right? there, Tony. Right. Put a camera there so we can see Keyshawn's face while he's on hold for 20 minutes, please. <laughs> we didn't mean to do that, Key, but the circumstances were – Pretty unreal. What a week it's been here for Cleveland Sports. I'll tell you this, though. We are home of the Buckeyes. Our, our affiliate's home of the Buckeyes, and we're looking forward to Monday night, uh, providing they don't have about 30 cases of COVID. 
Well, think about the uh, 24 hours for you guys. Sunday night, you got the Browns, and then Monday, you got the Ohio State Buckeyes. And so it's 20 minutes with Key and COVID-19. Just a difference of one number, but I think the, the range is a little bit different. I'll see you on the air this morning, Tony. Thank you very much. Thank you, fellas. Thanks, one Tony. Quick can you mention- believe I was on hold for 20 minutes, man? Oh, I can see I was, your face I, right now. No, You're I hot. Get, I get it. No, I, I understood. Well, I didn't know that they, at the time that I was on hold, I didn't know what was going on. I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, damn, man, they got me on hold. I'm like, all right, I'll just put it on speaker and chill. They came back and said, oh, uh, you know, coach is coming on Zoom. To co-. I'm like, oh, man, all right, I'll do it for you tomorrow. The next day comes, same thing happened. I'm like, ah, Justin, he'll have to figure it out. Indeed, indeed. I got to quickly mention that uh, real quick before we get to Joe Fortenball, Kevin Stefanski, one of the things Tony mentioned is how great the coaching staff is there. They actually said before the season, a lot Mm -hmm. of teams did this, I'm sure, but now they're facing the reality square in their face. They actually said before the season, they got together and said, if Coach Stefanski gets COVID, what are we going to do? Mm. And they had a plan ready. I know every other team is thinking like that, but now they've been able to make it manifest. Keyshawn J. Jets had a plan. (laughs) <laughs> on what? It's <laughs> an open-ended question. On anything? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear hotline. That includes Joe Fortenbaugh. Actually, Zubin, I was going to say the Jets' plan was not to let Adam Gase catch COVID so they can keep losing games. <laughs> it just backfired anyway. Typical <laughs> Jets' Indeed. Let's go to Joe Fortenbaugh right now. He's the host or co-host of ESPN's Daily Wager with my man Doug Kazarian. You can hear him on the weekends here on ESPN Radio. Huge NFL weekend. Monday Night National Championship. Okay, Joe, out of the gate, you always give us one on the way out the door. So I'm going to give you one coming in. I'm going to give you this trivia question. Just think about it as the fellas pepper you with questions. And again, if you want to call 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, Key J and Z on Twitter, anything gambling-wise from you, ask our gambling expert, Joe. Think about this for the segment. And listeners and viewers, think about this. We'll give you the answer right before Joe leaves. Who is the only NFL team that has not been an underdog of more than one point? All season. Let me say it again. The only NFL team that has not been an underdog of more than a point all season. The answer is on the way. Joe, good morning. What do you think about Wild Card Weekend? Where is the most interesting wager you would lay? You do realize it's 5.15 in the morning out here in Las Vegas, and you're going to open up with that question, twist up my brain, and then ask me where the money is. Are you just coming in from the club, or are you on your way out? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We're following the rules very closely out here, although when you actually take a look at it, it's surprising how many people were out on the strip. I've had a good time over New Year's weekend. Everyone's trying mm-hmm. to follow the protocols, at least from a casino perspective. But that's neither here nor there. I guess to answer your question, Zubin, regarding which would be the most interesting game of the weekend, I wouldn't give you one game. I'd give you a trend where you're seeing a lot of money coming in on the under in several games across the board. We've seen the total come down in the Indianapolis-Buffalo game. We've seen the total come down in the Rams-Seattle game. We've seen the total come down in the Tampa-Washington game. And we've also seen that happen in Chicago, New Orleans as well. So four of the six games as of this moment have seen money coming in on the under. Now, generally, the money that's coming in earlier in the week tends to be, not always, but tends to be a little bit more sophisticated. The betting public likes to get involved day of, maybe the day before, maybe two days before. But the money that comes in at the beginning of the week, that's usually the guys that are trying to beat the closing number, the guys that know what they're doing, the guys that do this for a living. So we're seeing a lot of under money. Some of it has to do with defense. Some of it has to do with matchup. Some of it has to do with potential weather. But keep your eyes on that moving forward. 
Go ahead, Jay. I want you to go, man. This is your deal. <laughs> okay. Let's, get Let's go, it. Jay. Will, I know so, you got something for me. You know I always have stuff for you, Joe. So the Colts are, have been more than a one-point favorite. Uh, I'm sorry. Wrong question. Another interesting for you. Largest total <laughs> has gone uh, in the last seven, eight years. Baltimore, Tennessee at 55. Could that be a good underplay? Okay. So you see in that th- – Here's the thing with with an under when it comes to the Tennessee Titans. Ever since Ryan Tannehill took over uh, partway through last season, the over is cashing at an incredible rate. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but it's somewhere like 80%. Overs continue to cash with Ryan Tannehill, so you really have to ask yourself, do you want to get in front of that wagon? Because that's been one of the most consistent bets in sports. Personally, for me in this game, if I'm going to make a play, and there are some props in this game that are going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're doing the mega cast with the NFL Live crew on ESPN Plus for this game. So we'll be talking about in-game wagering all the way throughout. I'd be playing the Titans plus three and a half here. The narrative coming into this game is twofold. Number one, Baltimore's red hot. And number two, Tennessee's defense stinks. Well, let's talk about Baltimore being red hot. They've won five straight, one of which came against a quality opponent. One, that was the Cleveland Browns. And that game came down to the wire, which is part of the reason why I want those three and a half points in my pocket. I don't see Baltimore blowing out anyone in this game. Number two, everyone says Tennessee's defense stinks. They do. They Lamar do. Jackson's not Deshaun Watson. And I'll tell you something. As bad as Tennessee's pass defense is, remember, the team least equipped to take advantage of that is Baltimore. They threw the ball fewer than anybody this season. They have the fewest passing attempts in the league. So Jackson's really going to have to rise up to the occasion here. You stuff the box to try to limit Derrick Henry, Tannehill's going to beat you deep. You try to stop Tannehill, Henry's going to beat you underneath. This, this, has, this has grit fest written all over it, which is why I want three and a half in my pocket. I'll lay the money on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to cover. What do you think? Okay, so it's a lot of points on the road. History's working against you here, Keyshawn. This is just the fourth time since the merger a team is laying six or more points on the road in the playoffs, Mm. right? Just the fourth time. The previous three times, the favorite who was laying those points on the road, they didn't just fail to cover. They lost the game outright. Mm. Tim Tebow beating Pittsburgh in (laughs) overtime. That's the last time it happened. The Beast Quake is one of the times it happens, which I believe the anniversary of that may be today. And then if you go back to 2000, the Saints beating the greatest show on turf. So history has not been kind to teams in the position that Tampa Bay is in. Remember, Tampa Bay's offense has struggled, and Brady has struggled this year when he's been going against elite defenses that can bring consistent pressure. The Rams, the Saints twice, the Chicago Bears. Washington fits that mold. Washington can bring that pressure. The problem is whether or not Washington can find a way to score on offense, and I think a lot of people are concerned about that, which is why I'd play the under here. It's sitting around 45 or 44 and a half. That's where I'd be looking in this game. I'd also play the prop of Tom Brady throwing at least one interception. It's minus 120 for him to go over half an interception, so we just need one. The teams that have brought the pressure, the Rams, the Saints, he threw two interceptions each. I think he threw five total interceptions against the Saints this year and then another couple against the Rams. I think Washington's going to pick him at least once. They're fifth in the NFL in interceptions this season. Joe, the Browns game in Steelers is interesting. The line has gone up. What are your thoughts? Okay, so Pittsburgh hasn't looked very good down the stretch, and to lay six – against the credible Cleveland team, could be a stretch. But Pittsburgh's been looking at this game for two weeks. They didn't know who the opponent was going to be, but when they effectively said they were going to shut it down in Week 17 with Roethlisberger and some of the other key players, they started thinking about the playoffs. Cleveland still needed to win last week. Then they probably won the game, and they maybe had a little celebration or something like that, and then they had to get their heads right, but they haven't been practicing. The focus here 
is on the fact that Kevin Stefanski's out for this game. You're taking the potential coach of the year who also happens to be the play caller and you're removing him from the equation. But what people aren't talking about is that offensive guard Joel Batonio is out for this game as well. Batonio, amongst all offensive guards in the NFL, ranks number one in win rate on pass downs. Number one. In terms of pass protection, he's as good as they come at the offensive guard position. He's out of the equation. Pittsburgh happens to be one of the best pressure teams in the NFL. So that's bad news for Baker Mayfield, number one. Number two, Olivier Vernon's out for this game as well. He's one of the pass rushers for Cleveland, and at the same time, Cleveland's pass rush has been very poor, below average this season. So you're going to take away a pass rusher from a poor pass rush, and you're going to take away a great pass protector against a great pass rush. You're going to be losing in the trenches there, and that's why I find myself siding with Pittsburgh. I don't love it, but I'd probably lay the six here. The College Football National Championship is on Monday. Bama is up to an eight-point favorite right now. What about this one? Who are you taking? All right, so the early money, this game opened around seven, seven and a half. The early money came in on Bama, moved it up to about eight. Then we saw some Ohio State money knock it back down to seven, seven and a half, and it's been ping-ponging back and forth. There's also been some under money as well. We had a huge total here. It came out around 76 and a half and is now down around 75, 75 and a half. So that's where the money's been. One bet I love to make when it comes to Alabama is playing them in the first half. I don't think you're getting a lot of value on it now because you got to lay about four in this matchup against Ohio State. But this has been money in the bank the last couple years under Nick Saban. Alabama finished the year amongst all teams in college football number two in first half scoring at about 29 points per game. In their 12 games this year, they beat the opposition by 19 points per game in the first half. We just saw it against Notre Dame. They beat them by 14 in the first half. Those wide receivers against the Ohio State secondary is going to pose a problem for the Buckeyes early. And as good as the Buckeyes looked against Clemson, and that's the best we've seen them all year. Remember, they still gave up 14 points to Trevor Lawrence and the Tigers in the first quarter of that game. So they're vulnerable. Miami comes out. They're a freight train. Or excuse me. Alabama comes out there an absolute freight train when it comes to getting on teams early in games. We saw it against Notre Dame. We've seen it throughout the course of the season. We've also seen Ohio State struggle early. Northwestern, that game comes to mind, although Justin Fields was down some of his key players. So I'd look to play Alabama in the first half there. I'd lay the four. For the game, I find myself leaning to the tide. I don't think Ohio State can replicate what we saw in that semifinal game, but I don't love that play. Hey, last thing. I know you always love to give us one on the way out the door, but we're going to reverse it on you here. So once again... No, you're not. I'm still still getting one in, Zubin. I'm still getting you. Okay, get me in with your nugget here, and I'm going to see if you can answer our trivia question. What do you got? Seahawks-Rams under. Look at Seattle. First eight games, they scored 34 points per game. Last eight games, down to 23. Conversely, look at the defense. They gave up 30 points a game over the first eight. They're giving up just 16 over the last eight. Two meetings with the Rams this year. Grand total of 39 points in game one, 29 points in game two. I play the under Seahawks-Rams. Okay, and then here's the question once again for our listeners and viewers. This is interesting. Who is the only team that has not been an underdog of more than a point all season? Any guess? I feel like this is a prank. I don't think – I'm looking at the board. I don't think anybody – I don't think anybody's in that spot. If I have to guess, and I'm just staring at the playoff teams right now – uh, I'm just looking at the playoff teams for this weekend. I, Seattle, because they play really close games every single week, but I don't feel whole. I don't feel very confident in that. No, Chiefs, don't worry about that. I'll give you an extra hint here because it is a really difficult question. This team is about a six, six and a half point dog this weekend. After again, not being more than a single point the regular season. Any better there? 
The Colts? Yes. You're telling me the Colts weren't a dog of more than a single point all season? I was stunned by it as well. We checked it. We actually, this is literally not a joke. We triple checked this. We didn't check it once or twice. We literally triple checked it. And that is the deal. How about that, Joe? That's that's incredible. I knew that the schedule this year when it came to the Colts wasn't the toughest in the NFL. But still, to go 16 games... With Phillip Rivers as your quarterback, who, it's not to knock Rivers, but the betting public isn't necessarily inspired by betting on Phillip Rivers, so you'd figure some of the perception there would have had them as a dog. So when they went on the road to Tennessee, what was that, a Thursday night game? What was the spread in that game? That's a good one. We should check it out, but we checked literally every single one of their 16 games, and it checked out every single Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I guess we've had NFL games seven days a week this season, (laughs) but every single time they have played, that was the number. How about that? That's mm. a doozy, boys. Now, that's how you start and close a radio segment right there. You got Usually, I get to walk away feeling like I got you flabbergasted, Zubin. Now, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to be all messed up all day today because of that. Eh, just gone. go to the pool. <laughs> <laughs> it's 50 degrees out here. It's it, Vegas. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you at this very time next week. Thank you, Joe. Good luck, boys. I'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Make sure to check it out on social media, our digital show, Bet. It's blowing up there on Facebook. On the way is a three-time national champion closer to a return. Who could we be talking about? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Jacksonville Jaguars have the first overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. They're interviewing Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer at Ohio State, the Justin Fields tie-in. This is an interesting wrinkle. How do you see it? I'm excited about it. I, I really am. I think this is the first time that I can remember Urban Meyer interviewing for an NFL head mm-hmm. coaching job, right? Mm-hmm. I, I just, I like it. If I'm Jacksonville, I try to get it done. Urban Meyer, full control. He brings in whoever he wants to work closely with in the front office. And then now I turn to the pick scenario. What do I do with the number one overall pick? I know the New York Jets are sitting there at number two. Everyone seems to think that uh, uh, Joe Douglas and Joe Douglas says that he's going to go lock and step with whoever he hires as a head coach to make a decision on Sam Darnold's future. But let's assume that that person moves on from Sam Darnold. 
or want to move on from Sam Darnold. I'm Urban Meyer, and I like Justin Fields uh-huh. because I help recruit him. Yeah. I know him. Right. I was at the national championship game. I don't know who he was there. Uh, not national championship, but the final four. He was there Friday. I, I don't know who he was there to take a look at. It could have been either or or both. Um, early advanced scouting. And I'm sitting at the number one spot. And the Jets are at two. What I would do is pick up the phone in the Jets and say, hey, we're interested in Trevor Lawrence, but we hear you are too. What do you want to do with that two pick and whatever, I don't know, the bottom the in that Seattle pick? What do you want to do? You want to trade it and move one spot up? I tell you what, give me everything that you got in the first round this year. Give me something, I don't know, in the future. Let's, you know, give me a third round pick as well in the future, and I'll let you jump in front of me and take that spot to get Trevor Lawrence because I really want Justin Fields without you really knowing that. And then maybe the Jets balk and say that's too much. And I hang up the phone and say, okay, never mind. Mm-hmm. I pick up the phone and I call somebody else, say, do you want Trevor Lawrence? And somebody says yes, like the Miami Dolphins at five, right? They, I think they're sitting at five. But they, why, why would they want Trevor Lawrence? Because they yeah. may not be happy with Tua, even though I'm just throwing teams out okay, there. Okay, okay. Or yeah, the I think Atlanta somebody Falcons else at four. Other than the Jets. Or, or, or Atlanta at four. Or whoever looking for Trevor Lawrence might move up to take that spot. And now I can still get my guy. Beyond the Jets, because I don't really feel like the Jets, based on some intel that I have, really like Justin Fields. Hmm. I, I, I hear. I, I think the Jaguars are in a position of strength. They definitely have multiple. They have all the leverage. But if you're the Jets, do you want to give up that much? I mean, that much when, and Key, you've been on our show talking about all the time, like, you know, Sam Darnold, if he could be a serviceable quarterback, but still you can go in the, in the market and try to package Sam Darnold to somebody else to get a better option instead of giving up everything. Well, but if you if you're listening to everyone that is claiming that this is the best player ever since Andrew Luck and can't miss and this and that and he's a family guy and all this and that, if you're listening, you're always throwing the family guy. Well, because that's gonna <laughs> stick in my head because it's not like other players that were great were not family guys. But anyway, um, if he's this, then yes, the Jets want it so bad. If you want it bad enough, give me what I'm looking for. And if you balk. Somebody else will give it to me. And if they don't, then maybe I take him and you're screwed. You're sticking with Sam Donald even though you don't want to stick with Sam Donald. So you're right. Jacksonville got all the leverage in the world at the number one spot if, in fact, Justin Fields is tied to that. And take it one step further. Maybe it's not Justin Fields and maybe it's not Trevor Lawrence. You still could trade that pick to somebody and maybe you now got an eye on a guy that's in Houston named Deshaun Watson with some of the other picks that you have that you now can get give to Houston to take a look at. I mean, it's all sorts of cute scenarios, but this is certainly the best situation for the Jaguars, you know, I, especially if you're not going to hire Eric Bieniemy. Say, Zubin, if I were the Jets, I would be focused more on the Deshaun Watson aspect because I know exactly what I'm giving if I'm going to give up that much, right? I, I, I also feel like, you know, if you're trying to do all that for Trevor Lawrence, if you're just a QB away from winning a Super Bowl, then fine. But I feel like the Jets also have a lot of other things they need to get. And it's also about your core as you go forward. Indeed. What you're espousing is what I think a lot of people would go with from a more conservative bent in the NFL, which is that Deshaun Watson is a proven yes, commodity. Exactly. Absolutely. Yes. Don't know what you're getting. Yes. Yeah, but the Jets going to have a lot of competition to go get Deshaun. There's it, no doubt. Not, it, 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 if, in fact, that turns out to be something, 
They're going to have a whole lot of competition to go get Deshaun. No doubt about it. He's that good. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Indeed. Are you hiring? You need Indeed. Indeed immediately delivers quality candidates from their resume database when you upgrade your job post. It's that simple. Receive a $75 sponsored job credit on your first post over at Indeed.com slash credit. Of course, terms and conditions apply. Urban Meyer back in Florida. Mm. Playing yes. Get golf. your money, Urban. Right. Get your money, Urban. Playing golf and coaching football. From Gainesville to Jacksonville. We will see. There you go, Zubin. On the way. Jay will or Jay won't. Behind the numbers. Jay's gambling predictions on NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Let's get that money indeed. For those of you that care about numbers other than, as we say, the final score. It's Jay will or Jay won't. We're going to take you through all the playoff games, including beginning by going old school. The AFC East reunion game. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Colts at Bills. Thank you, Boomer. Remember these two, of course, Bills are still in the AFC East. The Colts used to be back in the old days. There was an AFC and NFC Central. So if you're young enough, we're going down a little bit of history here. But they get together again in Orchard Park, New York. All eyes on Josh Allen. How much pressure is on him? Jay, let's go over under two and a half passing touchdowns. I'm going to go under. Joe Fortenbaugh also said the total in this game has gone down. Look, I think the Colts are going to try to slow the pace of this game down, make it more of a time possession game. Their defense is really good. I think Josh Allen will score, but I don't think it will be a high-scoring game. I'll go under. I'm going to go over. I think Josh Allen takes advantage. You know, they're going to try to take away Stephon Diggs, but I think he he goes over. Under 2.5 is at minus 140. Over 2.5 is at plus 110. Fortinbaugh did say the unders on a lot of games are really what people are talking about, especially the Sharps. We're going to go in chronological order, so that's going to be the first game of Super Wild Card Weekend. Here comes the second one. The battle for Interstate 5. Mr. 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 Unlimited. Rams at Seahawks. Okay, so to be an Angelino key, do I have to say I-5? Is that interstate? Do I have to say I-5 <laughs> or Interstate 5? What's like the way they say it out there? Just the 5. The 5. Yeah, just the 5, yeah. The All right, five. so here's the number from that 5. Jay, here's the number. Rams at Seahawks. First team... To turn it over, the Rams at minus 103, Seattle at plus 160. I'll go with the Rams. I know the defense is really good, but just the Jared Goff situation being up in the air, coming back off that thumb surgery, questions, I'll I'll go with the Rams. Yeah, yeah, I'll say the Rams. We don't know who's starting that quarterback. Is it Walford or is it Jared Goff with a thumb? Right. Think about it. In a situation like this, who would you more rely on on every single possession? Walford, if he's Walford, 
if it's going to be Wolford or Russell Wilson. Here we go. Saturday night. So be careful what you wish for, game. Washington at Tampa. You just heard Chase Young there, the great rookie stud for the Washington football team, saying he's coming right at Tom Brady. A quick reminder, Chase Young, 21 years old, Brady, 21 years in the NFL. Brady's total passing yards, over or under. This is a very specific number, but we can round up here. But here we go. Over or under 296 and a half passing yards. I'm going to go over here, Zubin. I know Chase Young will probably get to Tom Brady a little bit. I just don't know if the Washington football team's secondary is going to hold that receiving core. In the last three games, Brady has thrown for 399, 348, and 390. I think he's going to stay hot. It's going to be under because Brady get the ball. He'll get the ball out quick, quick game. Nice three-step drop, five-step in rhythm. A lot of hitches, a lot of shallow crosses. They'll let him catch and run and take advantage of it. So one of the things that Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich understands that Brady gets the ball out really quick. He is in the – I think he's third or fourth this year in the NFL at getting the ball out of his hands. We will see, Byron Leftwich, the OC. By the way, both – over and under are at minus 115. That's where you're sitting. Mm. Let's move to Sunday's first game. The not bad for a running back. Game. Ravens at Titans. I'm contractually obligated to mention this game will be on ABC ESPN. Key with the film room on ESPN2 with the fellas. It'll be on Freeform as well. Ready to go between the Titans and the Ravens. We know the deal. Lamar can move with his feet. And, of course, Derrick Henry can as well. Jay. Lamar Jackson, total rushing yards, by the way, coming off back-to-back 1,000-yard rushing seasons. No quarterback in NFL history has ever done that. His total rushing yards, Sunday afternoon, over or under 69.5 yards. I'll go over. The last two games, he's gone over. It's really been clicking. I actually think it's really important for them to establish their run game. And and look, I go back to this, but I know we say it because we see crazy things in sports all the time. It becomes normal. The Ravens did rush over 400 yards. 400 yards in the game. Like, that's insane. Yeah, he, he look, he, he's going to go under in this situation. I think what, what's going to happen is they understand what he is at the quarterback spot, but he has two other guys behind him. He's going to be handing the ball off to an awful lot. You want to keep him healthy so you can continue to make a long run in the playoffs. Nepotism alert. Beep, beep, beep. Boop. <laughs> Nepotism alert. The last Mitch Effort game. The Bears. Bears at Saints. Obviously, we're talking about Key's nephew, Michael Thomas. The last Mitch Effort. Let's call it the last ditch effort. And they say, my puns are corny. Come on. Bears and Saints. Here we go. Mitchell I, I Trubisky. Just, I, I'm going to let you go, man. I'm going to let you do your thing. Mitchell Trubisky. Total passing attempts. Are they going to put the game in his hands, Jay? Over under 35 and a half passing attempts. Ooh. This is a tough one. I, 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 I think that the Bears are going to be down in this game. I think the Saints' offense is prolific, and I think Mitchell Trubisky is going to have to throw the ball because they're going to be down to get them back in the game. So I will go over. Yeah, they, they're going to be, it's going to be over. He's going to have to throw the ball. You know, so, yeah, he's over. Over 35.5 if it's there for the fellas at minus 110. Under 35.5, minus 120 if they maybe try to put it in David Montgomery's hands. And then the last of six. The Rust Belt Rivalry. As long as we don't go chasing waterfalls, we're going to be in the game. Browns at Steelers. Baker shouting out TLC. Thank you. All right, here we go. First scoring play. (laughs) T-Boz left eye and chill. I mean, here we go. All right, never mind. First scoring play. Pittsburgh touchdown at plus 145. 
Cleveland touchdown at plus 275. The first scoring play coming from which team at those numbers? This is up in the air for me. I mean, I'll, I'll go Pittsburgh in this scenario just because no Stefanski, all the things that are going against the Browns. But I do, think, I do think this game will be closer than what we think. First scoring play would be a touchdown, correct? Not a field goal. Play. So I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns in this situation. Pittsburgh likes to get down and then make a charge to come back, especially at home. Okay, so there you have it. Those are the six games. A reminder, that will be the six of six playoff games. Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, Michelle Tafoya on the call. The reason I mentioned that is Al Michaels is going to join Mike Greenberg today coming up on Greeny at 10 a.m. Eastern time. He'll also be joined by the legend Brett Favre to get you ready for Super Wild Card Weekend. On the way... We're going to talk a little bit more about Deshaun Watson. Key, I want to take you back. If you're old enough to remember, do you remember when Mike Ditka gave up the farm for Ricky Williams and that didn't exactly You asked me if I was old enough to remember? (laughs) Do you remember that? Well, you are the veteran of the show, Key. You are the veteran of the show. The reason I ask you is because every time I talk about you being close to 50, I wanted to go the other way and say maybe Key's a little young and hard here. (laughs) They gave up the farm and it didn't work. We clearly remember that, right? We gave up the farm. It didn't work. You don't see a lot of NFL trades like that, but there could be another one here in the offing pretty darn soon. Not for a running back, though, for a quarterback. Who could be on the move? He's been very upset the entire offseason, the entire regular season, because he's the only one that's been carrying the mail. And he is about to get his mail in a different zip code. What in the world would it take to get Deshaun Watson out of Houston and into your city? That is on the Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.